Coming up in this episode of Finding Common Ground. Hopefully what I get to say today is the truth. Uh, I know it, it is from my standpoint. Because what they're saying is that you're not a real Republican. They're saying you're a rhino, and I yeah. take offense to that because you're my kids friend. kids don't come to school with an R or a D or an I. They come to school as kids. I'm so glad that you had the courage to hang in there when many people... I don't know if your life was threatened, but I know a lot of people threatened you or talked about your name. For me, it's keeping the main thing the main thing. And the main thing are the kids. There are two sides to every coin. How do we deal with racial issues when they affect relationships? Finding common ground on all those issues that we come against. There's black and there's white. And I think as Christians, we have to learn how to get together because we're not in heaven. I've met more interesting people just by God just bringing them in. Republicans and Democrats. But a lot of times when it comes to race and it comes to culture and it comes to perception, even as Christians, we don't always understand. We look at it through our lenses. There's Bill. I grew up in a suburb of Cleveland called Parma. Uh, Any black people in Parma? There was not one. Not one black person, Bill? Not one. Come on, Bill, you got to have one, a token black person, a token. And there's Odell. I grew up in Charleston, South Carolina, public housing, single mom, divorced single mom with four kids. And I came up through segregation and all that kind of stuff. If a black person drove through the town, the police would stop and escort them out. Bill and Odell are finding common ground. A part of what we have to do is listen to each other, find the common ground, and question, not questioning you like you're on a witness stand, but questioning you for a better understanding. Bill, as you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the best bed sheets ever. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Odell, you know, Mike's making a special offer to on these Giza sheets uh, to our listeners. You can get this set of Giza sheets for as low as $29.98. You know, the first night I slept on these sheets, man, I'll never sleep on anything else again. Mike is making a special offer for our listeners. Yes. They could get the sheets, the Giza sheets for as low as $29.98? Yeah, that's right. Our listeners are the only ones that can get that. And the way they do that is they can get it a number of ways. One is you can call 1-800-238-7281. That's 800-238-7281. And use the promo code COMMON. Or you can go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code COMMON. That number again is 1-800-238-7281. And remember, use the promo code COMMON, C-O-M-M-O-N. Thank you so much for your support. Father God, we just come to you just saying thank you for all your grace and mercy. You know, with everything going on in the world today, in our country, around school boards and books, what could be read, what can't be read, all those different things, God, just, we just ask for grace and mercy and covering as we go forth. In Jesus' precious name, we pray and believe. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, just, uh, we thank you for being in control, uh, the one who is the master controller. Lord, um, as we go through trials and tribulations and, and, uh, and deaths in the family and other things, we ask that, uh, you be ever present 
and uh, our rock and our salvation. Amen. Amen. Bill, how you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Had a crazy couple weeks. Well, listen, I need you to explain some things because you are making national news as Bill Goble being appointed to the school board in Guilford County, North Carolina, but also being censored by the GOP party. Now, all I knew, you were a good Republican. Kind of explain to our audience what happened, Bill, and take your time because this is an amazing situation. Well, it's it, there's, you know, Odell, in, in situations, there's... Uh... There's two sides of a story, and someplace in the middle is the truth. And uh, so I, hopefully what I get to say today is the truth. Uh, I know it, it is from my standpoint, uh, but uh, uh, it's uh, it, it's an interesting thing. So let me just back up a little. All my Boy Scout stuff's coming to an end, the end of May. And uh, I won't get into the details of that, but Dory and I have made a decision that uh, Boy Scouts, we did 16 years and uh, we gave a lot. We're going to still stay a scout. I'm still going to be involved in the board at uh, Okanichi Council, but uh, I'm just going to pull back from all my committee members on national uh, as well. So uh, with that, I had some free time. And uh, so we started praying, you know, God, what do you want me to do next? Make it abundantly clear. And boy, did he did he show up. Uh, okay. You know, uh, with the, uh, I was having lunch with the chairman of the Guilford County GOP, or G, I think it's the third largest in the state. And he's an Eagle Scout as I am. He's a bourbon drinker as I am. And uh, we were having lunch or coffee and, uh, and we were talking about Scouts and bourbon. And I said, tell me what's going on with the Republican Party. I haven't been to a couple meetings. Uh, and uh, I, as you know, I've been an independent number of years. And then, uh, I switched one year to Democrat so that I could vote for a friend. And then, uh, and now I've re been a Republican for a number of years as well. About and how many years, Bill, have you been a registered Republican? You know, I don't know that off the top of my head. It's not something that I keep my mind. I don't know why that's so important, but it's okay. whether it's one year or 25 years, I don't think it matters. It, it matters. Gotcha. It matters that, you know, you know, how long have you been black? You know, I'm black my whole life, yeah. you know, six, <laughs> 63 years. Yeah, and know. a Democrat, sixty-three years. So that's <laughs> interesting because what they're saying is that you're not a real Republican. They're saying you're a rhino, and I yeah. take offense to that because you're my friend. Well, thank you. You know, and, and and that rhino name is a weird name because you know people calling each other names. That's like that's like high school stuff. Uh, we got to be more mature than that. And you know, if somebody says you're a rhino, you know, Republican in name only, but you should be an American first. Should be I agree. First. So, so anyhow, back to the story. Uh, we're having lunch, and he tells me that uh, they're having a problem seating a particular fella uh, for the school board. And he he teaches at the school. He's an auto mechanic teacher. Been there a long time. And uh, the Republicans had the right to fill an empty seat that was held by a Republican. So they keep putting his name up in the uh, the Democratic controlled uh, school board. Uh, keeps rejecting them. So they've been doing it for four months, uh, going on five. So that means our school district, District 3, has no representation, which is not, right. good. not good. When you have a billion-dollar budget and a $2 billion building fund, you need you need somebody from the local community representing them. So, uh, And the Republicans kept putting uh, his name up, and they kept getting rejected. Um, 
later to find out that a lot of the people that are on that committee that put the name in are him and his friends. So there's a little, oh, wow. there's a little bit of uh, self-serving there. Uh, so they, they, the, the uh, Republican party contacted uh, a local house representative fellow who's great. Uh, and uh, they asked him to change the law. But as part of the deal, part of the discussions with the Republican Party, this this House member said, well, maybe we ought to throw put three names up, Michael Logan and two other names. Well, when I was having lunch with the chairman of the GOP, he told me the story. And I said, hey, if you need you need a name, I'm happy to put my name in the hat. I'm very happy to serve. It's a youth program. I did 16 years as a youth leader at a church. I did 16 years with the Boy Scouts. Uh, so uh, I'm all about helping organizations that are involved with the youth. And uh, I said, I just need to do one thing, check with my wife. And if she says it's okay, then we can go in. So I checked with Dory. She said, go ahead. And uh, I called him back and I said, you can put my name in. You know, I'm not trying to push anybody out, just trying to be a public servant. So right. about a month goes by, I hear nothing. And then he calls me and he says, how serious were you for that? And I said, I was very serious. He said, okay. Well, in the meantime, I had lunch with the vice chair of the Republican Party and also with the candidate that they keep putting up that gets rejected. I sent an email to the executive committee uh, through the chairman of the GOP in Grilford County, and he shared my email saying I was interested. I didn't want to push out the other fellow, but I'm interested, and here's how what I'd do if I got elected, and here's my bio. And uh, so he sent that on to the executive board members, and some of them responded. Uh, I then called every one of them that I could find a number for, and a couple of them I've met with and explained okay. you know, my position, including the fellow that was being put up. His name was being put up as a candidate, keeps getting rejected. I spent maybe 45 minutes having uh, a chat with him. And, uh, you know, and I explained, I'm not trying to push you out uh, if, if we can't continue to have this logjam. And, you know, I, this is one thing I didn't tell him, but uh, I'll share with you. The Guilford County School Board was never going to put him on the school board. The only way they were going to get to do that is uh, they were the, the Guilford County Republican Party was going to have to sue the school board to do it. And uh, so uh, while all that's going on, um, and, you know, I let my intentions know, um, the... Uh, the, the Republican Party decided to change the law to make it very specific so that they could affect, uh, in effect, uh, appoint this person. And uh, that law was changed. And once that law was changed, I said, I guess that's it. You know, they, they've, they've figured a way to solve this problem. They don't need my name. But, and I actually attended a couple board meetings, sat next to the candidate that they put up. And he's a nice guy. We talked and stuff. Um, so um, I figured that was it. About two weeks ago, I got a call uh, from, the, from uh, the superintendent's office uh, asking me if I would be willing to meet with uh, the school board's attorney and the head of the school board at the school board's attorney's office. And uh, I said, sure. Uh, the... Uh, the, the, let me back up for a minute. Before that, uh, I got a call from the superintendent's office, and they said, are you going to be at the school board meeting April 4th? 
And I said, you know, I really don't know. He said, well, I'd highly recommend you be there. And I said, what's up? And he says, you're going to get a call from the superintendent, uh, the uh, chairman of the school board to discuss it. And I said, okay. But I said, I want you to know, I may not be at the meeting. Uh, my brother has uh, cancer and he's going to be going into hospice. I'm flying out to California in the morning. I don't know when I'm coming back. And he says, well, I'd recommend you fly back for this meeting. So I flew out to California with my siblings. We took care of my brother, Kevin, and uh, got him settled. And uh, I flew back that Monday before the school board meeting on April 3rd. And I come home. I planned on attending the school board meeting. Uh, maybe 1130, I got a call from uh, the uh, superintendent's office saying uh, that they would like to have a meeting with me at the lawyer's office. And uh, so I went and had that meeting. And, uh, and then, uh, they went through a PowerPoint with the new law and they said, uh, the Guilford County GOP has not followed the law. The law changed and they have not changed their request. And here's the technicality. Technicality is to nominate someone for replacement. You have to, the new law said you have to have uh, executive committee meeting and vote from the executive committee. Well, what was happening is the Guilford County Republicans didn't realize that or didn't understand it or didn't care to understand it. They kept doing it from the District 3 executive board. And District 3 is made up of this candidate's, he, in fact, he's chairman of District 3. So, so it gives you some idea. There's a little self-serving there. Um, so they, they, they used the wrong entity to, to nominate somebody. So they went and, uh, she said, what we're going to do is we're going to go through this PowerPoint, explain the technicality and the way this is set up, the law says that if they don't follow, if the Republican party doesn't follow the law, then the school board has the right to appoint anybody they want. They could appoint Michelle Obama on the board if they wanted a Democrat. So they could have appointed a Democrat if they wanted to. Absolutely. And wow. uh, they decided to do a Republican and they got my name because I was one of the three names that was a submitted. And uh, they, a lot of the people on the board knew me. Uh, a lot of people in the this, uh, school system knew me. So they thought, you know, I'd be a good fit in particular uh, what they were looking for in the way of a uh, school board member. You know, they have a billion dollar budget and a $2 billion school budget. Uh, bond to take care of new schools they were looking for a business person to be on the board someone that has been in, has some business experience have gone through p l's uh in that and uh could be a good steward of the money so i fit that bill with my background so i uh, they we go show up at five o'clock at the board meeting and unfortunately um the uh the other candidate had assumed that he was going to be uh, sworn in. So he had family members there, cousins, brought his own Bible, I think. Uh, wow. He had the, all the GOP people were there. The press was there. Uh, a representative from the state was going to come and swear him in. And the school board uh, attorney went through this law and said, Are my interpretation and in talking to other lawyers that specialize in this, they agree with me. Therefore, we're going to let the school board decide what they want to do. It's up to them. 
So uh, a Democrat nominated me, and they did a vote, and I won. Uh, I think all the Democrats voted for me, and I think the Republicans did not. And uh, and I, I don't know that for a fact, but I think that's the case. And uh, the uh, I have to go back and look at that. Uh, so I was voted in, and uh, they had a judge come up. We did swearing-in ceremony, and uh, and then... So that happened on a Tuesday and on a Thursday, I think it was a Thursday, I'm in the paper saying that I've been censored and people are and I saw on Facebook where they, uh, go, the Guilford County GOP put a censorship on me for being disloyal. Well, if you look at the operating policy manual for the GOP in Guilford County, it's only about nine pages. But I'm, I think on page six, article D or E, it says in order to for disloyalty, the way the process is supposed to work, it's supposed to be sent in writing. Any any Republican call out another Republican and you have to do it in writing, send it to the executive committee. The executive committee then at their next board meeting will bring the matter up and allow both parties to give their uh, position. And then once they give their position, the executive committee will vote on censorship. And if two thirds of the executive committee vote yes to censor, you're censored. Well, I didn't have any of that. They just censored me. And Not at all, Bill. No, no day in court. No, let me explain what happened. None of that. No, I did call uh, a lot of the Republicans and explain the backstory. Uh, but the way they're positioned it is I was in collusion with the Democrats and we did all this in secret. And that I withheld the information from the Republican Party and, you know, they're just trying to, you know, their own uh, inability to follow the law and do the do the right thing uh, caused them to not have this particular individual on the board. And uh, and so that's how I got where I was. And uh, today uh, uh, someone put in, I think, the Summerfield blog, all the details uh copy of the email i sent uh they i don't know how to get all this stuff then then they had uh, uh letters that uh the gop sent into uh the school board and they had the law and then he's got it all laid out and it's a summerfield blog or something let, let me tell you from the good looking black democrats perspective so i'm at home laying in bed and I'm looking at it and all of a sudden, you know, I kind of, you know how you rush home and you get settled. And I hear them say Bill Goble's name and the place went crazy. People started yelling and screaming, um, um, saying things to the school board members. I saw this, the local sheriff came and helped escort some people out. Some other people left yelling, screaming. And someone said, thank you, Bill. And I think the next thing I heard, you were the most hated Republican in Guilford County. And then I saw on Facebook, you, all these snake pictures in your face there that Bill Goble is a snake and everything. And I'm sitting there saying, that's that's my buddy. That's my buddy. And one thing I know about Bill, Bill is decent. So is it gotten to the point in Guilford County, North Carolina, like it is around the country, if a certain if you don't do what certain people want you to do, then people are going to try to destroy you. Because we would ask the question many a times, let's compete as political competitors, not political enemies. So within the Republican Party right now, Bill, you got your name was drugged through the mud. You got censored 
you will call everything but a child of God, and the leadership didn't follow the rules. That's you. That's it in a nutshell. Uh, and even the leadership posted some nasty stuff. Uh, you know, here, here's my point. Uh, in, in scouts, when you have a patrol, if you have dysfunction, you're going to have a terrible camp out. Uh, you may not have good food. You may have bad equipment. You, you know, if you don't work together to make it. And then when you work together, it's so much better. You get so much more accomplished. You can move the ball forward. So I'm all about common ground working together. So here I am, you know, from my perspective, yeah, it's, it's controversial how I got there. No doubt about it. Uh, I happen to think I'm the best person for the job because of my background. Uh, the um, So if if they really were concerned about the kids, and it's to me, it's all about the kids. It's, it, the kids don't come to school with an R or a D or an I. They come to school as kids. And if we can't work together for the kids... And they're saying, well, you're not as good as the other guy for helping the kids. I'm going, how do you know that? How do right. you know that? You know, how about giving me a chance? Okay, I, I'm going to have to run for re-election in two years. And by the way, I'm announcing now I am going to run for re-election. I'm going to organize. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm going to organize uh, a political campaign uh, and a treasurer and campaign manager and all that. And uh, so I'm looking forward to doing that. You know, it's going back to the kids. It's it seems like they they become secondary. It becomes the the political stance at the time. Now it's interesting. Uh, tell you a little story. Uh, if the Democrats were against me, uh, or thought, you know, I was uh, not going to be worthy, or they didn't want to work with me, I found that not to be the case. They have gone out of their way to uh, um, to help me with one particular issue that came up. And let me tell you what that is. Uh, the first day I got sworn in on April 4th, they put me right up on the podium and we started voting on motions and resolutions and all that. And quite frankly, I probably should have just abstained from everything. But I right. was in such a state of shock of all the shouting and the screaming and the police and Per Dory had to be escorted out and a with a police escort, you know, I, I was just like, holy cow. So I just went ahead and voted as everybody voted. And I voted for something that I probably shouldn't have. Uh, it, it basically, this resolution talks about uh, parental rights and I'm a big supporter of parental rights. It's also talks about, we don't indoctrinate our kids. We teach our kids. We teach them history. We don't do an indoctrination of them. We don't teach that one race is better than another, that one race needs to be punished. Uh, it doesn't teach uh, one uh, uh, sexual orientation is better than another. Uh, you know, so they teach history as it is. So, uh, so that was what the resolution said. At the bottom of it, there was a line that says, but we are going to ask the House of Representatives of North Carolina to and we are not going to support House Bill 187. Well, when you read House Bill 187, it's parental rights. It's saying the same thing as that other motion did. It just the wording was, I will not support 187. So I wanted to change my vote on that. Because of Robert's rules of order, because I voted with the majority, I can make a request to vote. But I wasn't sure how to do that. So I talked to the lawyer of the school board. I said, what is the proper procedure under Robert rules of order to do this. She says, 
uh, you need to have, uh, you need to make the motion and that motion to re review the vote, to bring the vote up again, has to be approved by the majority of the school board. Well, the majority of the school board is, uh, there's six Democrats and three Republicans. And uh, the, uh, so I called all, all the board members, explained why I wanted to do it, and uh, no one had an issue with it. So we're getting ready to review the budget, and it took a couple hours, and we're getting in the the chairman of the school board said, Bill, uh, we'll bring your motion up at the end. I said, that'll be fine. And uh, so we got to the end of the meeting and she, she forgot. And so she, she get ready for a motion to close the meeting. And the school board, a lawyer said, hey, no, no, we got one more motion. Bill has something. And they all said, oh yeah. So I brought it up and this, and the Democrats did not have to vote for me to change my vote. It didn't change the number, uh, the outcome because it was, instead of being, Seven to two is six to three in favor right. of that resolution. But they allowed me to do that. And uh, and that was a big bugaboo with a lot of the people who were making noise that I was uh, a rhino and that I was in the back pocket of the Democrats. And uh, that's why I voted for that bill, because it was a Democratic sponsored initiative. And uh, that's that's not why I voted for it. I voted for it because I didn't hadn't read it, which is my fault. Uh, and after I read both bills, it became pretty obvious what I needed to do, and they let me do it. So that we've we started working well together already. Got it, got it. Well, a lot of cases that's not the case, but Bill, let me share something because you mentioned it, and I went on and googled it. It's uh, it's called the Summerfield, North Carolina, at some S U M S C O O P for you, and this is the Summerfield scoop. It says the latest scoop for you, and it comments, it says, Bill Goebel's appointment, the rest of the story, April 27, 2023. And it goes on to says, and this is the heading for our audience to please check this out. It says, is the Guilford County Republican leadership being transparent about their communications with Bill Goebel? Did they violate their own rules when they censored Bill Goebel? That's powerful because the Somerville uh, scoop is a far right leaning organization. Yeah, in my opinion. it's it's very, very Republican, very, very Republican. I think, you know, here, here's here's what I, I, I think I'd like to have. First off, I like the truth to come out. OK, I'm a big boy. I got thick skin. Uh, if pe people want to call me names, I'm fine with that. Uh, but I always say when they do that, particularly on Facebook, I said, let's sit down and have a cup of coffee. Talk about it. And right. most of them say, I'm not going to talk to you till you resign or wow. no, no way am I going to do that. Uh, so I try and, you know, dialogue with them and let's have a cup of coffee and talk. But if they keep at it, I just unfriend them. I just block them. I, I don't, I don't need well, let, that. Let me ask you a question though, Bill, because we know who you are and I've had that situation on Facebook. A lot of time people have um, a lot of courage behind the keyboard and just say what they want to say. Now, let's talk about what have you done since you've been elected and what are you going to do as you move forward? Because Guilford County right now, which I'm a part of it, we have millions and millions and millions, you know the exact number, of bond money that we're going to be building new schools. And you are a businessman and you understand building and you understand everything else. If I'm not a... Um, if I'm not incorrect, are you the only white male Republican on the school board? Uh, I am. I'm a minority. 
There you go. Join the crowd. Tell us about <laughs> what have you done since you, uh, and I know your brother passed, so we send our condolences, but what have you done since you've been appointed? What kind of meetings? What's the most impactful? And what are you going to do in the future, sir? That's that's a great question. I appreciate you, 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 you bringing that up. Um, the, uh, I think, you know, I, I want to say that uh, I want to get the date right here. Let me just make sure I get it right. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, April 4th, I was sworn in. Okay. Uh, and after I was sworn in, uh, I flew, I drove to Cleveland where my, my brother was, uh, he started out in San Francisco and, uh, he wanted to die in Cleveland. So we flew him back home and he was in hospice in Cleveland. So I drove up, uh, to Cleveland on, uh, April 6th. And I was in Cleveland from April 6th until he passed, which was April 10th. Uh, so I, I, I didn't have a lot of time because I was focused on my brother. April 11th, we had our board meeting. Uh, noon here in Greensboro, we talked budget. So I went to that. Uh, I've been to a uh, Guilford apprentice program meeting that uh, has 92 apprentices and a phenomenal program, tons of companies involved, school boards involved. So I went to an orientation with that. Uh, I had my ethics meeting uh, with the lawyer to go through the ethics of the position. Um, I have been at the opening of the Boys and Girls Club in High Point just today. Um, I went to the American Indian uh, program where they have, for all 123 schools, a fellow by the name of Stephen Bell, whose dad and mom live across the street, and we've known Stephen. They're alumni Indians. They go to all the 123 schools and uh, identify people that are Indian, uh, and they do they teach them about their culture. You know, they do powwows, they teach them arts. So I went to that. Uh, and uh, the uh, there was one other meeting. I can't remember what the other one was. Well, I was at a, a man of the year meeting last night, represent the school board. And then um, I've got a couple more meetings coming. But my game plan is to visit every school in my district. There's 13 of them. And sit with the principals and the teachers and the parents. I want to go to the PTAs as well. Uh, I want to hear what they have to say. Uh and uh, what their priorities are, and uh, th so that I can represent them. Uh, so that that's that's going to keep me busy for the next few months, uh, going to all those schools. I have a meeting with the superintendent and the staff uh, next week to lay out that schedule uh, and to go through some other things. Uh, I want to go through the budget pretty detailed. Uh, oh, there's two budgets. One budget is the billion dollars for operations. And where does the money come from? We went through that, uh, you know, in its state, federal, and local uh, is where our money comes from. But then uh, I want to go through the P&L and, you know, where are the variances over three years? You know, why did this expense go up or down? Does it make sense? You know, just to get an understanding of the business end of it. I mean, I do that whenever I work with Focus CFO. We sit down with the company. We, we took a look at their P&L. We clean it up and then we start looking at how to run the company uh, with the financial numbers. And uh, with a billion dollars, there's got to be opportunities for improvement uh, at some yes. point. And, and that's my job as school board member and representing my district, not only to do that for my district, but I think it's my job to do it for the whole county. So I, I, I expect to step in that space 
Uh, I, I'm not going to be mean or ugly about it. It's just as a business person, you you ask, what happened? Why did that change? Why did that expense go up so much? And there's always a backstory. And you say, okay, uh, okay, that that probably wasn't the appropriate thing to do. We we made a mistake and we had to pay for it. How do we prevent that from happening again? And that's the kind yeah. of way you do things. Well, Bill, you know, and again, thank you. I know I've been, I've been questioning you, and my favorite thing is not questioning you like you're on the witness stand, but questioning you for better understanding. And we need, you talk about a billion dollars, we need someone with your background and experience who love the kids, but also understand tax dollars, understand overruns, understand all those. But if I could, if you could go back to the internship, apprenticeship program and explain that, because a lot of People think when you graduate from graduate from high school, you go to college. Well, that's college is not for everyone. And for some of us who can afford cop can't afford college. So tell me a little bit about the apprenticeship program, because I've heard so much about that. Let the national audience know what that's all about and some of the companies who's involved. Yeah, well, um, yeah, it's uh it's a uh, it's called GAP, which stands for um uh Guilford Apprentice Program. Pretty pretty uh normal uh and they have 92 people who've gone through it and it's kind of neat it's really neat i'll give you some of the uh, uh, companies there's about 40 companies and they get together uh and they they go uh they go around to the schools and talk about if you want to learn heat and air conditioning if you want to learn plumbing if you want to learn how to be uh run a cnc machine and be a machinist if you want to be a maintenance guy you know there's a path that these companies have set up and the path is unbelievable. If, if you qualify for it and they choose you uh, and vice versa, you choose them, uh, you get $140,000 worth of schooling. They pay for your school, your books, they pay for your, they give you a salary. And in, in some cases, the companies, if you're on their salary each year, your apprentice, it goes up. So at the end of four years, you, you could be making $25, $30 an hour. And uh, with no debt from school, you end up with a two-year degree and you learn a trade and um, and you're getting 401k, you're getting health benefits. And so you're getting all the things that you would uh, normally get, but without the debt, it's it's a phenomenal program. They've got 92, I think, kids in it. Uh, and they need a so lot are they more. in high school? Are they currently in you high school doing this? So it's almost like an extra credit instead of playing sports. Instead of doing this, you out there getting the trade. This is powerful. This is yeah. powerful. Well, here's how they do it. Um, in the somebody asked, what happens when uh, someone wants to be an athlete? So it's junior and senior in high school, okay. And if you're an athlete, what they'll do is they'll allow you to come and work in the morning at the company, you know, as an apprentice. And they have a program for you. This particular machine specialist is probably the best. They put you every six months in a different position. So you can experience the entire plant. And then you can decide, hey, I really want to be a maintenance guy. Oh, I really want to run this CNC. Oh, I don't like any of this. I want to be a salesperson. Uh, or I want to work in the, you know, whatever, whatever one that you find that you like, you give them your top three and they try and accommodate you. Uh, so these, these, these people when they're so if you're an athlete obviously you got it after school you got you got to go and practice right and what they did is they changed the program where they used to do it in the afternoon so the kids would go to school in the morning get picked up or drive to 
the plant, work in the plant. Well, they changed that now so that the kids will come to the plant in the morning, stop at noon, go back to school, do some schoolwork, and then go to their practice. So they don't have to give up their sport. Uh, Bill, Bill, as what's the quality and the name of these companies? Because I could see someone out in Montana or Florida saying, okay, is these little... Uh, storefront companies or what? What kind of, what's the name of the companies? What's the quality of these Fortune 500 companies? Are these the best Greensboro have to offer or a little bit of what? Aviation, uh, AI, artificial intelligence. Uh, what kind of companies are we talking about? Well, I'll give you, I'm going to start with the machine specialists. They make parts for uh, SpaceX. They've done for the Mars Rover. They do military planes and helicopter parts. I mean, high high-end stuff. Uh, for like the B-1 bomber. I mean, they do unbelievable military stuff. So this is this is a very sophisticated thing. They do missiles as well. Uh, so the uh, they give you some of the names. Some people might not know the names locally, uh, but I'm trying to get a couple of them. You know, there's, there's about four car dealerships. There's uh, three cities, High Point, uh, Guilford, Greensboro, uh, Lincoln Financial, which is a huge company. Uh, Brady Train, which does heat and air conditioning throughout the mm -hmm. state, big big company. Blue Ridge Construction, Berkshire Construction, Barracle Heating and Air Conditioning, uh, Atrium Healthcare, Cone Healthcare, uh, a company called Endura that makes a lot of products for Home Depot, uh, Abco, which is another construction company. Uh, so there's right now there's 35 different companies. There's a uh, there's a uh, company called TE. They make uh, chips. Wow. So, chips. Bill, I'm in this community, and I've been in this community for a while. So those are some of the better companies. Moses Cone, Health Systems, uh, Navant, all those companies, these are our top quality. So they're saying that we can train people and identify talent, train them through an intern process. By the way, that's the way it used to be done a long time ago. Intern and train people, those who are not going to college, or want to do training right now, give them the ability to make a decent wage, stay in the community and take care of their families. What's wrong with that? Isn't that part of public education also? You betcha. You betcha. It's just, you know, not everybody's cut out to go to college or they want to. Uh, they have a different career path. You know, one of the things that we talked about, there's a stigmatism in our area about working in a plant. Okay. And let me, let me explain why. Um, in our area, as you know, Adele, we did textiles for a long time, furniture for a long time, and tobacco for a long time. And if you look at those facilities, uh, and, and a lot of people's family members have worked in those facilities, they have a particular image of that plant being dirty, dark, not air conditioned, hot, you know, sitting in front of a machine all day. Uh, the new new people these new companies uh like machine specialists it's air conditioned the whole plant is air conditioned mm -hmm. the floor is spotless the lighting is unbelievable so you're not you're not yeah you may be running a machine that's making a four million dollar part for the land rover or for spacex but you're running the machine that's your machine you know it inside now you get to set it up you get to learn the tolerances you get to learn what's right and wrong on it uh, and it, it's, it's a great environment and you can make a lot of money for your family, support your family. Without going to college and 
coming out in debt, hundreds of thousands of dollars, not trying to be funny because college is not for everyone. But Bill, as we come to a close, this whole experience with school board, and I'm so glad that you had the courage to hang in there when many people, I don't know if your life was threatened, but I know a lot of people threatened you or talked about your name. How would you wrap this up, sir? Um, you know, um, for me, it's keeping the main thing, the main thing. And the main thing are the kids. Uh, all this other stuff is noise in the system. It's, uh, uh, it's something that, uh, unfortunately today's environment, you have, it happens with social media and happens other places, but, uh, the truth will come out and be told. And I trust that. Uh, so I just, uh, give God all the glory for making this happen. I mean, all these things that happen, you can't, it, it, they didn't happen by chance. I believe God's hand, it was in it all the way. But you weren't afraid. You weren't afraid to go because a lot of times when you close with God and you talk about, send me God, I'll go. A lot of times you end up in the belly of the beast. You know, a lot of times you end up being crucified. Because what Jesus says, not my will, but thy will be done. So, Bill, you were, for lack of a better term, called everything but a child of God, and you stood. Did you ever think about resigning? Did you ever think, oh, my God, what am I doing? Did that thought ever come in your mind? Uh, no, not really. Uh, you know, uh, I've heard it from a number of people, friends included, uh, uh, one friend said, why are you doing that? You're 73 years old. You don't need this. You should be retiring and sitting by, you know, fishing and golfing or doing something. And, uh, I told him, I said, you know, he's giving me all this, you know, uh, stuff. And I said, well, do you want me to resign? He goes, well, I don't know about that. You know, you, cause you're pretty good at what you do. And I said, well, you know, if, if, if I were to resign, what good is that going to do? And and did I miss an opportunity that God opened a door and I walked away from? I don't want to do that. Bill, thank you for those last words. This is what I would say to the audience. Have courage. Politics is not a spectator sports. You have to get involved. You have to get involved. And school boards are rough right now, but we need honest people on the school boards making a difference. And again, it's a contact sport. So my friend, Bill, congratulations. Thank you for announcing your reelection, your bid for reelection on the podcast today. And once we get that information, um, get everything set up for anybody who may be interested in supporting what you do, we'll put that information out there to them. All Thank right. You. Thank you, Odell. Bill, thanks for your service. Find Bill and Odell online at thecommonground.show. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. Darren Sutherland, executive producer. Jacob Sutherland, director. Producers Jason Gentarola and Matt Golden. And Jin Ray Zhang, video producer. All rights reserved. This podcast is brought to you by Yes Weekly, the triad's largest circulated and best read weekly magazine. You can also find us online at yesweekly.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yes Weekly, your trusted news leader for local arts, entertainment, music, food, and more for nearly 18 years.
Whether you're a big, medium, or small business, managing and growing the bottom line is important. Focus CFO brings the experience and financial acumen of a Fortune 100 chief financial officer to your company at a fraction of the cost. PL help, internal reporting processes, or any business transitions or events. Focus CFO will help you and your team have a CFO in your company's back pocket. Focus CFO. Learn more at focuscfo.com.